Over the current few episodes, I'm introducing a number of technologies from modern software delivery. These are containers, Docker, Kubernetes, and serverless. These are hot technologies within software development at the moment. They're helping software development teams get better ROI when spending on computer servers, improving the speed to market, and allowing for more complex and ambitious solutions. These are technologies that your development team may want to use or may even already be using. In episode 40, I explained virtualization, a technology that makes the others possible. In episode 41, I introduced containers and the Docker container format, a technology that allows us to achieve greater ROI from our physical servers, improves our developer productivity, and increases simplicity to access the tools that they need. Towards the end of that episode, I talked about how containers and the microservice architecture from episode 17 are logical bedfellows, and that they are gaining huge industry adoption. The downside to this, however, is a level of complexity brought on by having so many small parts to manage. While it is considerably easier to think about and develop at a small scale, linking them together correctly brings additional overheads to the big monolith on a single server setup. To make this practical, we need a container orchestrator, the subject of today's episode. Welcome to the Better ROI from Software Development Podcast, a podcast aimed at those that fund software development and those that work with them. In a series of short weekly podcasts, I, your host, Mark Taylor, hope to educate and inform on why traditional management processes won't get you the best return on your investment. And along the way, I'll provide advice on how to improve that. Docker containers allow us to package and distribute our applications much easier. But they didn't help with running of them. Yes, we could start one up easily, but rarely is any system of importance a single container. They're more likely to be a combination of many containers. Some growing to the size of hundreds, if not thousands, of active containers. Managing those containers at scale simply was too difficult to be done manually. We needed something to manage them on our behalf, thus the birth of the container orchestrator. Much like the conductor within a musical orchestra, the container orchestrator was responsible for successfully combining our various parts to make a cohesive whole. The container orchestrator is responsible for making sure that our containers are running, healthy, able to communicate with each other, and can scale appropriately to the given workloads. So while the container represents the unit of work, the orchestrator is responsible for making sure that it can do its work in the first place. The first thing our orchestrator does is make sure that we have the capacity to start our container. Rather than look at the capacity of a single physical machine, the orchestrator will normally have multiple machines at its disposal. It has the job of spreading the load across all of those machines, both in terms of being able to achieve maximum utilization, but also for resilience. By spreading our load across multiple physical machines, 
we start to be resilient to the failure of any single particular machine. Once the orchestrator has started the container, it is responsible for maintaining its health. If for any reason the container is unable to run, then the orchestrator will restart the container. For example, if one of the physical servers is switched off, then the orchestrator will attempt to restart affected containers onto another physical server, space allowing of course. This can significantly reduce downtime due to system failure. In many cases, the orchestrator can self-heal before anyone actually notices there was a problem. The orchestrator also handles all the work of interaction between the individual containers. Almost every solution will be made of a collection of containers, so their ability to find and communicate with each other effectively is essential. How well would a business run if we didn't know who our colleagues were and what they did? Prior to containers, this task would take considerable manual effort to configure and maintain, and would commonly be a source of fault. And finally, our orchestrator gives us the ability to scale the container. The orchestrator is responsible for knowing if it's a single version of the container that must be run, or 10, or 100, or as many as needed to handle the current workload, which could be none, all the way up to thousands. Say, for example, you have a, your website in a container. You would probably want multiple instances of that website available, spread across multiple physical servers or even possible geographic locations. The orchestrator can do that. It can also increase the number of websites if the demand grows beyond the normal. Say, for example, you run a TV campaign. I've often seen such events produce a massive short-term spike of traffic. The orchestrator can react to that spike in real time and spin up additional copies of your website to handle that spike. So, the constrainer orchestrator gives us ROI by ensuring consistent load across our physical servers, giving better density, starting and stopping containers based on load, again, giving better density and being more resilient to inconsistent workloads self-healing to avoid costly and embarrassing outages, providing a platform to allow multiple containers to operate as a single system, and automate many previously manual tasks. Today, container orchestration is largely thought about in terms of a product called Kubernetes. In the same way that the brand Hoover became synonymous with vacuum cleaners, Kubernetes is synonymous with container orchestration. While there are and continue to be other forms of container orchestration, Kubernetes is accepted as a de facto winner. It was developed by Google and is based on their own internal systems for handling workloads at huge scale. Since its release, it has flourished as the tool for running containers. It has received considerable investment from many large tech organizations, such as Microsoft and Amazon, and we continue to see its capabilities grow for the foreseeable future. In the next episode, I will move on to the serverless technology. I'll also touch on the technologies in the cloud and the future of these technologies as I foresee it. Thank you for listening.
This podcast has been hosted by me, Mark Taylor. It has been produced by Red Folder Consultancy Limited, a consultancy that can help you achieve better return on your software development investment. You can contact them or sign up to the mailing list at red-folder.com. Or you can reach out to me on Twitter at redfoldermark. If you're getting value from this series, please tell a friend and help me grow my audience. 